What's going on, folks? And we're back. Uh, MMA Lock Talk episode 15 here on this August 25th, 2022. Looks like some nice weather outside. I just haven't gotten the chance to get out there yet. Um, Just want to see the weather real quick. Ah. Yeah, there's supposed to be some rain coming very shortly. Maybe some thunderstorms as well. Really want to go out and and go for a hike of some sort. Visit the Ganja Gods, if you guys know what I mean. (laughs) Um, I guess the, the, the first thing I should talk about right off the bat Was the, uh, yeah, my guy, Lajuan Dream, bringing it up pretty much immediately, the Kraus and Shea thing. I'll talk about that to start off just to get the the live chat populated a bit. Then we can just get into the live chat after that. I am not certain what they were thinking with that. Now, I'll, I'll, what I always like to do whenever there's situations like this, I like to put on I like to put on the glasses where I can see both sides, you know, why they decided that they thought that this would be a good approach. And then obviously why it's a bad idea. Now, from what I've heard <clears throat> in the past, there have been things like this. There have been guys that like try to get this betting, if you want to call it a syndicate or something, but it, like, you know, a betting group put together and having guys take over their accounts and just bet for them. I am not thinking that this is anything new. I think that this is something that has been done by multiple people in the past. And just as I say that, I can hear thunder in the background, so I'm definitely not going to be going for a hike today. (laughs) But uh, maybe it's also the... uh, added the fact of like how crazy this whole thing seems to be. I believe that this is something that has been done in the past. I don't know much about the Shea guy. I don't watch his podcasts. You know, I don't have enough time. It's not that I'm saying that I refuse to listen to James Krause or any of his podcasts. That's my guy. You guys know me. Like James is my guy. Um, you know, had him on the ultimate Wayne show multiple times he's on the coach's main event marathon like i have a pretty cordial relationship with him but i don't bug him too much right i don't try to slide in his dms often or try to get his opinions on a lot of things we just have like a a solid relationship but from what i've seen you know when he first started coming on that best bet show on with uh, brett okamoto and all that he had a different tone when it came to betting. Like he came, he came on saying, I don't really care about the betting lines. I'm just picking the winner. Like I remember that was one of the things that he would say earlier in the early episodes. And then I think since then, Nick Likas has, you know, kind of groomed him in a sense to be like, hey, you know, numbers do matter. Odds do matter. All these things do matter. Um, and I think he's kind of changed his tone since then. And then since then, he's been partnering, I believe, with the Shea guy, right? Like he's been talking about how he has a millionaire betting extraordinaire that he's been kind of been uh, groomed by. And he's kind of learning from this guy. And I think that guy ends up being Shea, if I'm not mistaken. I know nothing about that guy. I know nothing about his background. I know nothing about his experience. I know nothing about his betting record, any of that stuff. But I do think that that guy's been around the game for a while in the aspect of bidding it, being in the gambling industry for a while. And I think some things that he's seen is this whole account takeover thing that they're trying to do now. I think from their perspective, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think they think they are you know, providing a service that people would love to do. But where I kind of have the holdup is you know, a lot of it, there's two big things, two big things for me. One of them being the 75-25 split. That just seems fishy right off the bat. Why would I want to give somebody, you know, five grand of my money to sit an account and then they'd make bets for me. And then at the end of the week, they get 75%, I get 25%. That doesn't make any sense to me. I want way more of a return on my money than 75-25. Or at least way more of a split than I should say. 
And then secondly is like guaranteeing that this will be a long-term winning thing. It's inevitable, right? Like they're just saying words. There is no legitimate track record to back that up. That's like, you know, going to the bank and asking for a, you know, a, a low percent loan or something like that. But all they ever have given is high percentage loans. But again, like like the track record that we see out there apparently still has them down about 12 units. So it's it's tough to to have true confidence in that. And to have all these big ventures and stuff that he's jumping into, you know, being about a year, two, a year and a half uh stepping into the betting space. I think it's a little bit weird. I believe they I believe they believe that they are well-intentioned. I don't think that they're setting this up to be some sort of scam. I'm trying to look at it through their glasses, right? I don't think they believe it's a scam. I think they believe that it's a legitimate business tactic, essentially, so that they can be like, hey, we're the ones that made the bets for you, so if they win or lose, we can take full responsibility compared to just giving out tips. And then, you know, if there are tips, but people aren't betting it correctly, and then they come back and start whining, saying, hey, I didn't win taking your bets, then they would have been like, hey, you know, you should have taken these odds. You should have taken this much stake. I think that's what the whole account takeover thing is for, so that they can be like, look, we can see it with our own eyes. We made you money. Take your cut. We're taking our cut, blah, blah, blah. But it just still seems just so weird to me. It seems so weird. I don't know why James would want to attach himself to something like that. And again, it's illegal. It is legitimately illegal to do something like this. You know, even putting it on their private Discord, you got to know that there's, you know, lurkers. There's guys that are just waiting for you to slip up and tear you down. I think about that in my Discord all the time. I've had in my own Discord, you know, guys out there that I know were talking shit behind my back and, you know, all that type of stuff. Like, I absolutely know this. It comes, like, there's always somebody on the other side of the coin. So you have to be wary about, even if you have a private type of thing, there are people still willing to go out there and, and try to tear you down. It's not a good look. Especially in this gambling space. Nobody ever wants to see somebody, like, again, I, I, I feel like I have a different mindset in terms of, wishing everybody the best and hoping everybody catches and all that stuff. But there are people out there that hope that people that are on a big platform fail. Yanni the Greek, right? Like nobody likes the fact that he's on a big platform, but you know, his betting experience from the past is the reason why he's gotten that spot on the UFC. And again, I've said it over and over again, that I believe that he's better off on a number based betting sport, right? Like a, or a more numbers-based or statistical-based sport like baseball or basketball or football compared to combat sports where, yes, you can take statistics into consideration a little bit, but like for the bigger picture, you really need to do the tape study and see how these guys actually fight and how they compare up against the style that they're going to get going up against in their next fight. So I see the Yanni hate. You know, I see the Ian Parker hate. You know, that was my guy as well. But once these guys get big platforms, a lot of people just want to tear these guys down because they feel they're better than them or that there are better guys. There's always going to be somebody better out there, no matter what. Always. But it's not just, here's my betting record, I do amazing. You got to be able to talk. You got to be able to sell yourself. You got to be able to put out content. You got to do all this stuff. And you got to be legit for years and years and years. So... But yeah, getting back to the James thing, it's weird that he's attacking this market so aggressively, one, with the private Discord, you know, two, with this whole account takeover thing. It's, I don't know why he decided to do this and go go as far deep into it as he has. Like, I know that this guy is set even without the betting stuff. Like, I know he has a bunch of real estate projects that he works on and he has a lot, has a lot of money invested in other spots. Tackling the betting market the way that he is right now, I just think is a bit weird and a bit off. So, you know, I don't want to DM him. I don't want to message him and be like, hey, what the fuck is going on? I'm sure he's getting a lot of that already. I'm going to let this kind of blow over a little bit and then bring it up maybe in the future. But uh, yeah, just, just not a good look. And then everybody just piling on at this point in time. I'm sure he's really feeling it. I believe he's actually on a flight right now to go somewhere to Vegas, I think. But um, yeah. Not a good look, in my opinion. Still got love for him, but I hope that he comes to his senses about what he's doing here.
Tristan Shirthouse in the chat saying, Hi, Matt Priest. Missed the last few ones because we were busy at work, but I hope you're doing well on the off week. Appreciate it. My friend, super sus to me. I guess one of comments deleted. Interesting. Uh, Tristan said, I was asking about one championship weigh-ins. So many people failed hydration like Adriano Moraes, but then they're able to come back later and make weight. That's what I was saying was super sus. Very weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought the hydration thing was to make sure that these guys are cutting weight properly, but considering how big this event is for them, maybe they're giving these guys a little bit of leeway. So very weird to me. Real news in the chat, burning that bush. Love it. <clears throat> Papa Chuck, appreciate you stopping by saying, yo, Matt Preet, thanks for keeping things lively during this off week. MMA Lock Talk is always here for you guys. You guys know that. This is somewhere you guys could always come through, shoot your shit, talk your shit, and I will talk my shit back, positively or negatively. Asher Quinn in the chat. Papa Chuck saying, super odd. I was a fan of Cross, but that makes me think so. Otherwise, sketch. I'll say this, though. The, the narratives that are coming out of this, like people want to pile on to him. But the one other narrative that I'm starting to see that I just think is absolutely false is like him betting against his own guys, you know, him betting on his guys. Sure, he can do that. You know, fighters bet on themselves all the time. So him betting on his fighters, I don't think anything wrong with that. It's unless he's betting against his fighters. That's where I think that things start to get a little bit shady. I don't think he's ever done that publicly or anything yet. I don't think that's something that he actually do, does. I think he has a little bit more integrity than that. But like, let's keep our eyes on what the actual problem is. And that's the account takeover thing. Don't spread this into other things that are going to start taking on a narrative of its own. I do not think he is of that guy that will bet against his fighter. I really do not. Uh, Prison Mike saying, can you give me a rundown of what happened for those who don't know? Uh, sure, I should have connected those thoughts for you guys a little bit earlier. I apologize about that. Um, let me just pull it up here. Uh, uh, where was, where did I see it posted? I think my guy lucrative quote tweeted it as well. Ah, here it is. So let me just quickly read to you. So they're offering account takeovers, him and Shay on their private discord. Let me just quickly read what they are saying. This is word for word what they have posted in the discord. As of now, we are accepting account takeovers. The accounts you give us will receive our sharpest wagers and all of our bets, assuming the account has the number we are looking for for a given bet prior to the numbers being steamed. We stand behind our work and guarantee a profit. Any user who gives us, who has given us one or more accounts has not turned a profit at the end of the season will receive a full refund on losses. And even in brackets, they said, won't happen. It won't happen that they'll not see profit. Again, very difficult to just... Right, I would say that when you don't have a legitimate track record to showcase that. Uh, if you lost your account for whatever reason while in the red prior to the end of the season, we are not obligated to supply the refund. I may choose to do so in particular our circumstances, but that will be entirely to our discretion. Our seasons go by the major market U.S. sports. This current season ends on the Monday immediately following the Super Bowl. Uh, huh. See, that's interesting. Immediately following the Super Bowl. So this might be something that was put out way back. Like this might be interesting. So I, I think a lot of people overlook that. One of the one of the notes in here says this current season ends on the Monday immediately following the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is until February, right? So like they must have started this at the beginning of the year. And I think somebody's just bringing this up to, you know, like people love to go back and and bring up things to people, right? So I think that's a big part that people are overlooking that uh, this current season ends on the Monday immediately following the Super Bowl. So this was from months and months back. I'll continue on with it, but it says we are uh, looking primarily for offshore credit accounts. We will also look at VIP or regulated accounts. Um the way the betting partnership works is you give us the account information as in usernames and passwords. Cross and I do all the betting. It's simply too hard to track any personal wages, so be prepared to leave the wagering to us completely. 
At the conclusion of each week, we split the profits, losses. In certain circumstances, we may require a security deposit for an amount that will be determined based on the credit line of the account you provide. Another condition of our betting partnership is that we require a guarantee on our portion of the gambling winnings. For example, if you win 8K on a given week, but the bookie doesn't pay you for your whatever reason, you must come out of your own pocket. As of now, we are accepting account takeovers. The accounts will give us, you give us, will receive our sharpest wages and all of our bets, some of the account, okay. Uh, sorry, that seems to be a thing. Um, <clears throat> we stand beyond our work and guarantee a profit as far as the split. Each account holder will retain 25% of the account. If week one we win 10K, you keep 2,500 and you send us 7,500 to be split between Kraus and himself. If week one we lose 10K, we will send you 7,500. Uh, and your account is in the in the red 2500 as previously stated any accounts in the red long term will be covered by us the reason we don't do it on a weekly basis is twofold anyone can lose a week or two but eventually the math adds up and inevitably we will turn a profit we are currently dealing with thousands of accounts and the accounting becomes a nightmare if we need to keep track of how much was paid you can expect our average win rate to be right around 59 percent long term average odds being minus 110 this will equate to an average profit of 13,900 for every 100k wagered we will take. We will be taking a hundred accounts only to begin with, for any accounts. Blah 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 blah. So, yeah, I'm not sure if this is something that's come up again recently, or if this is something that was from before. <clears throat> but I think that uh, the whole Super Bowl line was a little interesting. Sri Guru saying thoughts on Holland versus D Rod. I'm hoping that Holland is at a big uh, plus money spot. Um, uh, sorry, Holland is that is, is a big favorite like he normally is because I think D-Rod could give him some problems, honestly. That will all be odds-based for me, but I still do lean D-Rod there. The big question mark, though, he's been out of the cage for a while, dealing with a bunch of injuries, and now he's taking this fight on relatively short notice. So that is something to keep an eye on. The real study in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. Sansons Boulevard saying, what's up, y'all? Lazo Dream saying, yeah, feels like he's diminishing his uh, credibility, honestly. Moise Audio saying, goddamn frauds. Sansan saying, super sketchy dealings at his first ventures seemed genuine, but now, he, but no, he just talks like a salesman. Yes. And what says they make a profit? This is gambling. Exactly. The fact that they guarantee that they're making profit is very sketchy. Finesse God with the $2 dono. Appreciate the love, my friends. Saying, can you give a Holland and D-Rod prediction? I am leaning D-Rod, but all of it is going to be dependent on the betting line there. Again, out of cage things is a little bit interesting for me as well. West Coast saying, Holland wins by KO. West Audio saying, call the FBI. Prison Mike saying, bro, who cares about this drama bullshit? feel like I'm in high school listening to nerds gossip about each other. Uh, it's it's big in the Twitter streets today, so I gotta I gotta address it a little bit. I'm sure. West Coast saying FBI only goes after conservatives. Lajon Dream saying yeah, it's the jealous people that think they should have the platform without putting in any work in. Bingo. Uh, entitled NY card saying what's good luck. I'm tuning in while stuck in traffic. Early thoughts on Wood versus Jardine. Eileen Wood there. I think he's going to be the underdog play this week or next week, I should say. But I do like Wood. Huey saying, what the fuck have we been talking about all week? Whatever you guys want to talk about, Huey. Come on. We keep the content rolling exactly. I just want Dream saying whatever the chat asks. Sansa saying, lock talk is goaded. I love it. Basil Hazelwood saying, Salikov versus Fialo booked. I'll be looking at the Salikov side there, guys. I think that Fialo is a little bit of a fraud, if I'm being honest. But it will all be odds dependent. You give me a plus money on Salikov, I'm taking the plus money there. Lajon Dream saying, yeah, first Sunday in February. Asher Quinn saying, red flags all over the place. Greg Love saying, opinion on El Kukui and Leech. Uh, I was asked about that all day yesterday. But uh, Leech by KO probably, but I won't be playing that money line on either side. Lajon Dream saying, are people that dumb to pay for picks and not place them properly? Hey, it's it's happened. Trust me, it has happened. Rick the Ruler saying, man, no, nah, hell no, nah. they... They ruled sound shitty as hell, exactly. Asher Quinn saying, I think that it's aimed at people who live in location where it's difficult to bet. That could be another thing, too. Andy G saying, Lock, most exciting fight you're looking forward to this year. I cannot say Barnett versus Collier. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Oliveira versus Islam Ahachev, right? Like, that's our new age version of Tony Ferguson uh, against Khabib. Although, you know, 
Charles is probably a better version of Ferguson at this point in time. And is Islam as dominant as Khabib? We'll find out in this fight. So that's the fight that I'm easily looking forward to most. Papa Chuck saying, I think Shea is a problem here, or is that just me? I agree. I think he's the one kind of whispering in James's ear to do all these things. Lajon Dream saying, Holland at plus money. I doubt it, man. With all the hype that he has, I highly doubt he'd be at plus money. Lajon Dream saying, Diaz Holland parlay. Look at this fucking savage over here. <laughs> Asher Quinn saying, I think it's weird to speculate on who the problem is like that when we don't know the full details. Just super sketch. As soon as people got cash back for referring friends to the VIP, it was too far. Just too many red flags. I agree with that. Aaron saying D-Rod been out with a hand injury. Yes, that is the big question mark there. How do you predict they land the Holland-D-Rod fight? I think they'll make Holland probably like minus 200. I'd assume minus 200 considering the love that he always seems to get. Noel Murphy saying, what's good, Locke? I have St. Denis, two units, minus 210, and Nazra Hakpras, two units, and minus 188 next weekend. Shame Laplace got injured. He was my anchor. Yeah, Laplace. I can't wait to see him back inside the UFC. 18 and 3 record. He went 3 and 1 in the UFC before he, you know, departed. I'm not sure if he was cut or the UFC just didn't resign him. But uh, this guy has been in the UFC before. Now he's been fighting all over the world, accruing even more experience. Just a bummer that he got injured. Uh, Saint Denis, two units minus 210. I, I haven't studied up on that fight, I know nothing about his opponent. Uh, but what I like in St. Denis fights normally is the under or violence. So I'll be looking at that after I finish up the studying. Hack Prast, I'm a little bit sketched out about. I think he beats McDessey, but I just can't trust that kind of fighter in my opinion. Asher Quinn saying, question, how do you decide how large your action is that week? Do you collate all the bets you like and the total is the total? Or do you aim to outlay a target range, say 15 to 20 U per week? I don't. Um, I, I do it based on bets. I don't say I'm going to bet 20 units this week. I do it more so based on confidence in each bet and then how many bets I actually like. You know, I don't think I've ever really gone over like 15 units or even 10 units on a, on a usual basis. Let me just see here real quick. Um, like per event, like per bet, I'm averaging about 2.34 units wagered i'm not sure if i can pull up how many i've wagered per event um average stake per event 7.36 units most staked on an event 18.07 units so there you go Lajon Dream saying, yeah, Shea gives me weird vibes. Again, I, I don't know much at all about that guy. I just don't I don't watch the podcast. Thoughts on Shore versus Phillips. I'm hoping we're getting a good line on... Uh, uh, I'm hoping that we get a good line on Jack Shore there. I, I think Jack, you know, he ran into a tough test against uh, Ricky Simone, but I think he beats a guy like Kyler Phillips. I think he'll drown Kyler Phillips uh, and, and beat him by decision. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what those odds are there. Uh, Asher Quinn saying, I still can't get over how stacked UFC 280 is. I looked at the full card the other day and it blows me away. I am so excited for that card. And again, the more that I'm thinking about it and considering that it's an afternoon card, I think I'm going to do a live stream of it here um, and just get fucked up because it's my birthday. So I'm going to be making it like a birthday party watch party or something like that. Um, but I'm going to get absolutely hammered on camera with you guys watching those fights. I think I'm going to do it. Greg Love saying if Masvidal fights Burns, should the UFC bring back the BMF belt? I think they should just leave it alone. And I don't think Burns really warrants a BMF type of fight, to be honest. Betting with my heart and not my mind. There you go. You got to bet with your mind if you want to make money, my friend. I apologize. Ken Noah is saying, did you see Cross and his homie telling people to give the message to their 5K account and they'll be bet for the... Yeah, we just talked about this. If you want to go back to the beginning of the stream, I did give my thoughts on it. But yeah, kind of sketchy. Lajon Dream saying, I'm surprised lines haven't come out for Tony Leach yet. Yeah, that's in like a couple weeks as well. Untitled saying, when breaking down tape, what is the main thing you look for? Um, fighting styles, cardio, takedown defense, or takedowns if they are a takedown artist, ability to hold guys on the ground, 
ability to get back to their feet. You know, like those are the main things you really want to keep an eye on is cardio and how they deal with grappling, especially if they're a striker, right? Like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of taping one of the contender series fights next week. And one of the fights actually has a grappler versus striker. It's uh Legio versus, uh, who's this guy? Rebecca. Um, Legio solid Muay Thai striker seems to have decent takedown defense. Seems to have decent get-ups as well. But, like, I'm still midway through this Rebecca guy's tape. I got to see how good he is at his takedowns. The guy's like a fire hydrant, right? He's uh, short. He's going to be shorter, but he'll be able to get to the hips a lot quicker. His jiu-jitsu seems to be there. But cardio and wrestling, that's that's something that I really like to uh, look at. Bufu saying, luck at work today, two cows got on, onto the main card. And while my boss showed up, I was trying to steer them back to the field. I felt like Gandalf telling them they shall not pass, but I got headbutted. God damn, bro. You working on the farm out there? Jeez. That's some serious work, my friend. Hope you're feeling better from that headbutt that you received. Oliveira by sub. That's what my guy, the real study, is leaning on. Again, I'm going to be leaning on the under in that fight, if anything. Prison Mike saying, if I were a former fighter, I wouldn't team up with a dork-looking guy like that unless <laughs> unless there's some money involved, right? Laws on Dream saying, that's how they how the show opened. There you go. MMA Jesus reminding us to free Kane. Yes, please free Kane. Ash Quinn saying, any early thoughts on Abu Sapien? Uh, I have not run that tape yet. I've decided that I wanted to finish the Contender Series tape before I got into the rest of the UFC pairs. So if you are on the Patreon... You'll be seeing the the contender series being wrapped up later this evening, um, and then we'll get back into UFC Paris tomorrow. Lajon Dream saying, "At least you ain't get kicked in the face or nuts by the cow." There you go. <laughs> Sanson saying, "Line is out on Betway Leech minus two hundred Tony plus one seventy five. I expect that line to get steamed up. You know, everybody's going to be fading Tony this week." <clears throat> or next, or two weeks from now. Tristan saying, have you heard of Khalid Taha's new opponent, Christian Canonas at UFC Paris? Hopefully when you tape it, it looks like a favorable matchup for Khalid. Um, Canonas was actually on the Contender Series. Uh, he got signed from the Contender Series. So uh, I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Like last season, I didn't watch Contender Series that closely. Not as closely as I'm watching it this season. <clears throat> so I got to actually watch that. I can't give you... A legitimate take on it yet, my friend. Both was saying definitely got lucky. I thought I was going to get trampled. I'd be shit scared as well. <laughs> Greg Love saying this UFC seems sure that Izzy versus Pereira is going to be a fun fight. Not sure why though. How do you see it going? Should be fun. <laughs> Two strikers, and I think if he even if Izzy tries to grapple here, I don't think he's going to have much success doing so. I think it'll be a fun fight. Andy G saying, "Lock, do you have any plays for PFL or any interest in that card?" I do not. I just don't have the time to look into those into those regional shows. UFC, Dana White Contender Series, and I'm good. Lazarus Dream is saying, oh, sorry. Tristan Charles saying, anybody talking with me right now? I'm hitting the bong now. There you go. I still got some work to do today, Tristan, but I'll definitely be getting on that later this evening. Bezo asking if I play fantasy football. I do not. I'm not a football guy. Ozone Dream saying Mina Hakima a lock against Rosa. <clears throat> I wouldn't call him a lock, but I think he should be favored to win that fight for sure. MMA Jesus saying Collar Phillips beat Song not too long ago. Crazy how stacked this division is. He beat Song. I thought that was a very close fight. Could have gone either way. I think, from what I remember. But yeah, Kyler, I don't think he is that championship material that people initially thought he was going to be. Ash Quinn saying you like Gon tie over two and a half. I don't because I wouldn't be surprised to see Gon to take a takedown approach here. Like we've seen Ty, you know, get submitted off his back before. I wouldn't be surprised to see Gon maybe look to get this to the ground and kind of get him out of there quickly. But there's obviously the complete opposite where he just does zero Gon shit and he just touches you from the outside and wins a decision. I wouldn't lean so much on the over there myself. <clears throat> Urban Men in New Jersey saying, do you think Magdessi is a live dog next week? He could be. 
I just don't know. I have the confidence in there to to bet a guy who's coming off an extended layoff, up there in age. I believe they've been training partners as well in the past at TriStar. I don't know. I, I can't take the shot of McDessie myself, but I, I do see him having some moments in this fight. Aldron Dream saying, Nate and Kevin, the only fights fighters I will be with, bet with my heart. There you go. Aaron saying, D-Rod, high volume, great boxing, always great dog to bet on him, cashed him huge on him versus Mike Perry. Good shit. Um, yeah, if D-Rod is a dog, man, he'll, he'll definitely have my eye. Andy G saying, someone said it, but agreed that dude, Shay just screams super sketch. Not a good look. Not a good look. Lajuan Dream Singh, hope he subs him off his back and flips up the red like he did before. Talking about Nate Diaz. MMA Jesus saying, James Cross cheated on his wife. How am I supposed to trust that dude with my money? Ah, is that true? I don't know about that. I know he got a divorce, but like, I don't want to talk too much about his personal life, but crazy. Lajuan Dream saying, dude rips jewels or whatever it is every second, 30 seconds on the pod. Wow. Interesting. John K saying best dogs in Paris would Kopilov and ZM might be a home cooking play. What do you think? I haven't taped the ZM fight yet, but I do like the Wood Kopilov side. I do think both those guys are live dogs in this spot. MMA Jesus saying thoughts on Andre Feely opening as a slight dog, even with uh, Bill Algio. <sighs> Algio is always a tough guy to cap, right? Like unless he's fighting a gas bag like Herbert Burns. Sometimes he may not have enough volume. Sometimes he's a little bit too flimsy. Sometimes he can be taken out or taken down and grinded out. Um, I don't know. I do lean Bill Algio there, though. I'm not a big Andre Feely guy. I think he's kind of hit his uh, hit his prime and hit his ceiling already. Lazar Dream saying you don't like to smoke while you are, while you work. <laughs> um, it depends on what I got to do. Like if I gotta if I have to record, I don't like to. Or after live stream, I don't like to burn, unless, of course, it's a lucky late night. But I do like just sticking straight with, uh, you know, just getting my work done and then eventually blazing afterwards. It just depends. Robot Chicken Wings in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Chris Barth, Fitness Journey, saying, do you think the gone line will change much? Uh, if anything, it might go higher. I don't see it getting any better. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Greg Love now is, he going, is going to sleep. Wow. Real news saying, what do you think of Edgar replacing Farron to fight Perez? Um, sucks that Farron stepped out because I know a lot of people that were big on Perez. I, I just haven't been able to tape Perez myself yet. So I have no idea what we're getting with that fighter. Um, but I love Edgar. You know, she's always a, a solid spot in my head. You know, even with that fumble that she had in the Myra Bueno Silva fight, she, you know she's going to bring it with the grappling aspect. It all depends on whether Perez has her grappling short up or not. Prison Mike saying, try to give dudes in sunglasses a bad reputation, but dudes in sunglasses are the baddest around. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to my guy, Prison Mike. One of the one of the regulars in here. Love that guy. MMA Jesus saying, thoughts on Imavov Buckley over one and a half. I like it. If that's where the total is set um, and you're getting good enough odds, not a bad line. Let me just pull that up. Because if that is the widely available total, you know, I'd consider that as a bet. Yeah, over one and a half, minus 145. Very interesting. Yeah, if it stays around that minus 150-ish range, I'll probably make a 1.5 unit bet on that at least. Basil Hazelwood saying, does Shabazzian bounce back against Dolce? That's got to be a very easy matchup for him. You know, I'd be surprised if he fumbles the bag there. Um, yeah. Give me decent enough odds on Shabazian. I'll take it. But I think he, he can even finish Dolce early in that fight. He will struggle against guys that can push him late still. I don't think his cardio issue is something that he's going to be able to fix at all, especially when he fights other pressure fighters. Josh K saying, did you see where Wonderboy refused the Rachmanov fight? Should he drop in rank? Is it because of this? I honestly don't know if Wonderboy can be any top 10 guy. Thoughts? I think he can beat strikers. I think grapplers are his kryptonite at this point in his career. Like, I don't think he can stuff takedowns as well as he used to, and it's showcasing in his last couple of fights, right? Um, I don't think he should lose his rankings because I think the, the big thing here that a lot of people are missing is on the regular, 
ranked guys are turning down other guys on the regular. It happens more than people know. It's just this is more publicized, right? Kobe's turned down fights. Leon Edwards has turned down fights. There's so many people that have turned down fights. And I get it with Wonderboy. You're number six. Why do you want to give a guy like Rachmanov, who's as dangerous as he is, a shot? You know, win or lose, it's a lose-lose situation for you. Rachmanov's not at that point where he has that hype on his name amongst the mainstream where like a big win over him is going to do much for Wonderboy. And on the bad side, he loses. Rachmanov gets his spot. Like I'm of the belief that every fighter should accept any fight that's proposed to them. Like they have to fight no matter what. But Wonderboy, the guy's at the tail end of his career. Cut him some slack. You know, give him another striker in the in the in that welterweight division and just let him try to get a win. Tristan's saying, do you think the size advantage for Dredane is a significant factor or not as re- uh, relevant? I think he uh Nathaniel Wood would be fine. You know, I don't think that uh Jordan is like the biggest featherweight out there. I think Nathaniel will be fine in that spot. Don't tap podcasting in almost all worlds gone wins, but plus 450 for Tuivasa and heavyweight tilt. After Sprinkle, wonder what the KO prop is going to be. I think the KO prop is the only way to really bet that fight. Like, is he winning by submission? Probably not. Is he winning by uh, decision? Probably not. I think to maximize the juice there for uh, for Tuivasa, you just play the KO prop. Asher Quinn saying, if I'm Wonderboy, I say no to Shavkat as well. Exactly. Chris Mike saying, imagine being in Swiss Ops and still addicted to nicotine. What the fuck? Grass is always greener, fellas. All right, I'm going to go for a drug across the prison yard. See ya. I love you, Prison Mike. Enjoy your run. John K saying, read to a money line. If you're going to take it, might as well go with KO prop. Read in my mind there, John K. Sansons telling Prison Mike to have fun in the clink. Isn't he one of the best? Like, I fucking love Prison Mike. If I'm doing house or yard work, blazing is a must. True. Asher Quinn saying Wonderboy beats Masvidal on Luke. Still, I think, yeah, well, he's beaten both those guys already. I think he'd still beat them. Lost One Dream saying wrote so many college assignments. Blaze got 100% on one. I did the entire thing day before. I've had those times in college as well. I've had those as well. Asher Quinn saying, I guess we found who would lose their answer. F- uh, who would lose their belt first out of Usman and Izzy, by the way? Jesus. I think you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Can't believe it's that. Can't believe it was Usman. Robot Chicken Wings saying, Edgar is a joke. She's judo throw or bust. I disagree. I think I think she's pretty good for women's MMA standard. Cold Shelton in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Always appreciate seeing you and showing some support. Asha Quinn saying, Alien Perez tape I've seen. I've not been moved at all. Maybe even leaner and Edgar Perez fight doesn't go to decision or the under. Interesting. Robot Chicken saying, lock with facts. You know, I got I to gotta drop the facts every now and then, my friend. Got to drop the facts. Um, Lodge on Dream saying, Trailblazer was a wonder boy down the line. That should have been the fight. That is the fight they should have put together, not Wonderboy and Shavkat, not Holland and D-Rod. It's unfortunate, but that's what's going to happen now. Papa Chuck saying, in regards to 75-25 split, maybe that's the way that Shay can make up the money for a supposed $3 million bet that he lost on Onama. I, I, I'm still calling bullshit on that myself. I think it was more so clickbait than anything. It, it sucks. I love James. I love James. That's my fucking guy. But I hate the the direction that all this stuff is going. Robot Chicken Wings saying, what happens? Shavkat will retire one boy before it happens. I don't think it's... I don't think Shavkat's going to fight him. Well, I was on Dream saying, how does Prison Mike come up with the stuff he blows my mind? Well, he's definitely taken uh, influence from Prison Mike himself. I love it. Basil Hazelwood saying uh, most Chad fighter in the UFC. Would it have been Luke Rockhold? Was he the most Chad fighter, you think? Or Alexander Hernandez? One of those two guys. Lajron Dream saying I actually did the assignment on NBA 2K for my consumer behavior class and teacher. Loved it. There you go. It's always great when you're uh, 
it's always great when you can take your passion and put it into school. I remember like I was like a diehard Tupac fan back in the day and I actually had to do a presentation for him. I did a UFC presentation as well in college. Easy when it comes like that. MMA Jesus saying, I would love Wonderboy Masvidal to keep Jorge's unworthy arse away from the top five guys. He doesn't deserve anything except maybe a share of prison cell with Prison Mike. <laughs> I wish Prison Mike was still around here to see these comments. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think they have any interest in doing that fight again since Wonderboy has already beaten him. Robot Chicken Wings saying, I know she's better than that. I'm just clowning. There you go. Come on, Robot. Uh, Tristan Charles saying early lean Ducati versus Hill on December 10th. I lean Ducati, but Hill, you know, I wouldn't count her out. That one's going to be more odds based as well for me. Um, depending on the line, you know, if either one of them is a, is a plus 150 or a higher underdog, they might be the side, but pre-tape, I'm going to go Ducati, but I feel like Angela Hill's experience will, will come into play here. You know, this isn't Jessica Penny. You know, Hill could could give her some issues. Ricky Chow is saying, I've had max units on Chimaev's last leg of parlays, but what do you think of Diaz's best path? Diaz's best path got to be inside the distance, I think, right? Sub, maybe. I don't know how you would have chat. West Coast saying Crow shouldn't have retired. Uh, uh, you know, retired or not, I think he would have been doing what he's doing regardless. Robot Chicken Wings saying, who wins the trilogy, Usman or Rocky? Gotta go Usman. Gotta go Usman. But I hope they don't make that fight until at least summer of last year, or summer of next year. Give him some time off. Let Rocky fight somebody else in the meantime. John K. saying, Fialo Salikov just announced thoughts Banger City. It is a banger. And I slightly lean the Salikov side there. <clears throat> But I think, uh, again, very much odds dependent there. I am not a Fialo believer whatsoever. MMA Jesus saying, do you feel like Luke Thomas has fallen off a little in the MMA world? Uh, not going to lie to you. This is like the first time I've seen his, na his name in months. Like, I'm not usually a guy that usually follows him anyway. Right? I don't watch Morning Combat. I don't follow him often. I don't even think I follow him on social media anymore. I don't know what his fans think about him, if he's done something that's kind of gotten him not as famous anymore. But yeah, it's been a while since I heard about Luke Thomas. Anybody follow him still? Anybody listen to Morning Combat? Asher Quinn saying, thoughts on Guido versus Holtzman. That one came out of left field as well. You know, I thought Holtzman, one, I thought he was cut. And two, I thought Guido was ready to hang him up. Uh, Eileen Holtzman there, but ugly fight. Very ugly fight. MMA Jesus asking about Elise Reed and that Mexican chick. I know nothing about the Mexican chick yet, so I can't uh, I can't give you a decent enough take on that fight. Um, but Elise Reed proving people wrong left and right. Maybe she'll pull it off again here. Lazaro Dream saying Nate triangle choke. Perfectly timed yawn there as well. You'll be the first person I'm thinking about, Elijah Dream, if Nate does pull it off. MMA Jesus saying Usman and Goddard should not be allowed anywhere near an Usman fight if you catch my drift. I don't catch drift. I apologize. Elijah Dream saying, hope that way has a prop for Nate Triangle Sov. They usually offer some specific props like that. Wouldn't it be a bad way to go about it? Sam Nees saying, think Kobe can get belt again. Uh, I do think if they give him the title shot here, I think he beats Leon Edwards. No ifs, ands, or buts. That would be a lock of the night play for me as well. Tristan saying Mustafa have a lock against Malarkey. Uh, depends on if Malarkey's durability holds up, right? Um. Yeah, I I I lean Mustafa there, but I'm not sure how I'd go as far as calling him a lock. Robot Chicken Wings saying MMA Guru Kobe is crybaby. Don't be fooled. <laughs> hey, he can still win. West Coast saying Fook MK and Communist Luke Thomas. Ooh. Getting into the political side of things here. Asha Quinn saying I'll be fitting Elise Reed. 
Again, I, I wish I could tell you something, but uh, I know nothing about her opponent as of yet. Buffo on the beat saying, Glock, when all this uh, GOAT and pound-for-pound pound talk starts, we see stuff like Edwards KO or Juliana Pena's W. Now I see Volkanovski claiming that number one pound-for-pound. Pound. Who do you think can take him out next fight? Imagine Emmett KOs him. Man, I'd be surprised if Emmett is, is to be the one to dethrone him. But we said the same thing about Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman. I think, let me just confirm this before I talk out of my ass here. Volkanovski is 33. I believe Usman is 35. So maybe a couple more years left. I don't know. There's usually some sort of curse, right? It used to be the EA Sports cover curse. Maybe it's the movie curse with Usman now fighting Black, uh, you know, being in Black Panther. Um, I hope Volkanovski doesn't slip. Bob Spikerman in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Uh, Lajon Dream saying, Morning Combat always shows up on my YT's feed. Or so, shows up on my YT feed sometimes. I Again, I haven't seen, heard, or even listened to anything from and or of Luke Thomas. <laughs> I absolutely butchered that sentence. I apologize, guy. I haven't heard of anything from Luke Thomas in months and months and months. Jesus saying uh, Herb Dean and Goddard should not be allowed near an Usman fight. Interesting. Why is that? Because <laughs> they you don't want him to see him like completely dead. Is that what it is? Before on the beat saying nobody's going to pick Emmett, but we all know he has that KO chance. He does. He does. Samney saying what odds do you think Kobe would be versus Leon? I, I think if people know, then Kobe would likely be minus three hundred. Kobe is Kamar Usman carbon copy, pretty much. John K saying Oliveira line continues to short now, plus 140. What do you think? I do wonder if the Dagestan tax is why the line opens so wide. Can't shake the different um can't shake the difference in competition thoughts. Uh again, well, let's not look too far into the level of competition in this matchup. We know Islam Mahachev is real, right? We know he is legitimate. Let's not say just because his best win to this date is fucking. I don't even know who. Who's his best win? Tiago Moises? Dan Hooker? Let's not say, you know, because of that, Oliveira is going to win. I, I still lean on Mahachev there, but I really think the play of that fight is the under, like under two and a half minimum. If you can get that, I think that's the way to go. It's hidden pretty much all of Oliver's fights except two times, I think. I think we see a hit again. Robot Chicken Wings saying, I think Usman might go for the finish in the trilogy to prove a point. Maybe. But like I'm sure he was trying for the finish in the in that fight as well. Aaron saying, what's the most what the fuck lines? You remember example Lewis KO versus Blades was plus 400. I had to throw 100 on it. Uh, for me, it was Jake Matthews against Andre Fialo. Underdog? Underdog. Oh, that is the most what the fuck line I've ever seen in my life. Sammy saying Fyodor or Chuk. I lean Chuk ever so slightly because, you know, I think she's one of the more reliable women, uh, especially when you can get her at decent odds. But like Fyodor's bigger strikes might be the difference maker in this spot. But hey, remember when Chukigi and Russell fucked the shit out of Antonia Shevchenko? She might look to do that here against Fyodor. She could absolutely look to do that here against Fyodor. What's going on, Bob Spikerman? Lazarus Dream going to be wild if uh, Nate wins, obviously. Asher Quinn saying, none of this talk, please. Volk is clear, number one, pound for pound. Yes. I, I think he's just saying it might be a curse. <laughs> Asher Quinn saying, have been, has been since could be retired. Um, Samni asking, best prospect in each division. Ooh, that is a... Tough question to answer with 10 minutes left in the pod here. Um, I don't know if we can still call Ilya Tapuria prospect. I think he's great. Um, Moves or Evloev, I guess he's ranked now. Um, yeah, those are the two prospects per se that come to mind at this point in time. 
JD saying, do you think Usman wins a rematch by decision or finish? I think he wins a rematch. Um, tough to say whether it's going to be by decision or finish. He might come with that vengeance to be like, I want to try to finish this, but that doesn't guarantee that he'll be able to get a finish. Robot Chicken, when you saying Nate wins, he has terrible history with wrestlers. I know, but my guy, Olajuwon Dream, just loves just loves him. Ash Quinn saying, Colby minus 300, and he's laughing about it. I don't know. Asher saying, I am not moved by Colby at all. I Again, I disagree. I, I think he is the number two welterweight right now. His style, his output, his pace, his cardio is tough for anybody to match. Tristan saying, you like PFL Bellator 1 as second best promotion. Uh, I'd lean Bellator still. You know, PFL is making a crack at it for number two, but I still do lean Bellator. One, you know, they're just not for the North American market, at least not yet. They're really trying to make that push with the Amazon Prime deal, but I think they're um I think they're more so for that, you know, that side of the world, the Asian market. JD saying I'm having a hard time picking between Brady and Blah. Which side are you leaning? I'm leaning Brady, but I really got to do the tape. You know, I don't recall Brady's fight with Kiesa that well. Uh, and even Bilal, you know, I, I really got to go back and watch his fights as well. And made Jesus saying no, because both of those guys allowed Usman to cheat big time. It's objectively true. Eh. The cage grabs, I guess, is what you're talking about. And then the, the fake knock shot. Makes sense. Bob Sprackman saying, thank you, man. Appreciate your work a lot, brother. Boss man should appreciate the love as always. We got the fruit guy in here, bananas and grapes saying, dude, that Google Odds first loss was so sketchy, it made me pass on flowers. Um, yeah, his first loss, but again, it was against a, a legit guy. At least a legit, a legit guy at that point. Asher Quinn saying, Murphy plus 185 against me. Should take, yes, that was a steal as well. I'm glad that I was able to hop on that too. One of the worst lines I've ever seen, absolutely. And everybody is just, you know, again, Misha Tate has a great name and all, but let's be careful. She has not shown that she really has what it takes at this stage of her career. Aaron saying, I was still listening to Luke Thomas due to him injecting his political ideologies into MMA. We come to MMA and we come to sports to get away from politics. We come to sports to get away from all this other bullshit that's going on in the world. And we should keep it like that. Thomas Kane asking, what division has the best top 10? I keep hearing arguments. Curious on your opinion. I lean lightweight, right? Maybe it might have fallen off at this point in time, but let me pull up the rankings here real quick. Let me see which top 15 rankings, or at least top 10 rankings, look the best. Um, you know, flyweight, we got... Matt Schnell and Alex Perez in there. And that just gives me a, a bad feeling. Bantamweight, you know, from 10 down, we got Song Dong, Pedro Munoz, Dominic Cruz, Rob Fon, Jose Aldo, Marlon Vera, Corey Sandhagen, Marab, TJ Piotr, and Aljamain. So Bantamweight is definitely up there. You know, Ricky Simone is closest to, to entering that top 10 as well. I think Pedro should be out of it by now. Um, featherweight. You know, Giga at number eight, a little bit sketchy. Arnold Allen, Chan Sung Jung on the way down. So I'd still have Bantamweight at the top. Lightweight does look good still, right? Like a lot of the older guys are like occupying the top five. And, you know, it, it seems like there's going to be an eventual turnover. But like, again, from 10 down, we got Sarukian, Gamrod, Dosanios, Fiziev, Darius, Chandler, Makachev, Gaethje, Poirier, and Oliveira. Still lean bantamweight. Weltweight, you know, very sketchy. Middleweight, I don't even want to talk about it. Light heavyweight, you know, that's starting to become very thin. Do we even go to the women's one? Let's see. Shawweight's not a bad division. Flyweight's a horrible division. Bantamweight, you know, very sketchy as well. I got to lean bantamweight now that I'm thinking about it. Men's bantamweight probably has the best top 10. Asher Quinn believes it's featherweight. Nathan Petrus in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend, as always. 
Um, don't tap podcasting, Aaron Jeffrey. Let's fucking go. Yes, he uh pulled off a big upset there against Austin Vanderford. Nathan asking, does Bilal deserve the title shot after beating Brady? What do you think this guy's call out should be with that W? It's hard not to, right? Especially considering the 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 history he now has with the, the now champion um and their weird fight. Um, but it's just hard when especially if Hamza goes out there and wins his fight. I think Hamza versus Bilal, if they both win their fights, should fight each other. Because I think Leon, I think he's already voiced that he's going to sit out to at least March, April of next year. That's how long Usman should stick out as well. And I think they're going to do the eventual rematch. So rather than just sitting on the sidelines, they should eventually put the winner of Brady and Bilal up against the winner of Hamza and Nate, in my opinion. Colstein in the chat. What's good luck? I'm hearing more books going to have 1FC odds this weekend. You interested in anything? I am not. I just haven't had the chance to look into it, so I don't bother. Uh, it's going to be super interesting if he wins. I agree. Robot Chicken Wings saying, MMA Guru Jesus, how many times does Connor cheat? Nobody cries about it. Hey, I've been crying about it. <laughs> don't Tap Podcast uh, says, Tate doesn't care win or lose anymore, so it seems hard fade. She's just happy to be happy. Exactly. I'd be interested to see if she even gets another fight. You know, I think her title aspirations are all but shot now, but does she still want to go in there and compete to try to make some money? MMA Jesus saying, Luke Thomas comes to sports to shove PC wokeness and socialism down your throat. My man, Luke, that's my guy. <laughs> Ashley Quinn saying, I'd assume there's no future value on tape now that people know she is not good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say she's not good. I think at this stage of her career, she's not good. <laughs> MMA Jesus saying, hey, guys, I'm doing better to give James Cross 15 or 20K for my money to gamble with. Which number should I go with? You're, you're fucking hilarious. Ash Quinn saying, yeah, no, after looking at a bantamweight and lightweight, definitely better have have better top 10s. I agree. Ken Noah saying, wonder how the Cross thing how the Kraus thing unfolds tax-wise. Imagine you win 10K, pay them their 75. Are you left to pay the taxes on 10K despite seeing 25? Surely they aren't going to pay taxes on it. It's, that's why I think they're looking for offshore companies, right? I think they want to be as, again, I don't want to call it sketchy, but like as off the books about it as possible. Thomas Kane saying welterweight could be improved if the young guys come through, but maybe two wrestling have Um You know what? Welterweight, you do have a good point about welterweights, right? If the Shavkats, the Hamzats, um, well, Shavkat is number 11. But yeah, welterweight's not bad, man. Especially with Jeff Neal making a bit of a resurgence. Sean Brady's up there. Welterweight's not too bad either. Still have to go bantamweight. As you're going to say, avoid 1FC with a 10-foot pole for betting after all the weight cut drama. Yeah, staying away from it. West Coast saying Kobe Hamza is the fight after Hamza smashes Nate. I wouldn't mind that seeing that either. Kobe needs to... Like, I wouldn't mind him getting this title shot against Leon Edwards, in my opinion. But I would love to see him try to prove it against Kamzat as well. Ash Quinsing, I'd say she's not good in terms of who is she, whoever she is fighting. She used to be good. She's good no longer. MMA Jesus saying, I called out Connor for shooting, but more importantly, I called out Harper Dean for doing nothing about it. Also, it's worse with Usman because he's also on PTs. Shout out to uh, the MMA guru. I know that's not actually you in the chat, but uh, his 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 rant and his celebration after Leon knocked him out. Hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious. MMA Jesus saying, Biden just increased the IRS personnel and funding by a lot, so I'd be careful going forward trying not to pay taxes on things. That's why I'm happy I'm up in Canada. What about Chicken Wing saying MMA Jesus? I agree with you about her, but saying Usman is on roids is false. You know, he doesn't pass my eye test, is all I got to say. <laughs> Lajuan Dream saying, I've never seen MMA guru stuff. He is just, uh, again, I haven't either. I've just seen clips and stuff that's out there. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, I've only ever seen clips of him, but. Uh, Anytime I've seen it, it's just been him being loud and, and you know, emotional. And and I mean these in positive things. That's what people want to see. People want to connect with you. And just the way that he does it, 
There's a reason he has fucking almost 20,000 YouTube subscribers and shit. There's a reason anytime you go into any sort of like UFC stream on YouTube or something like that, there's always people just talking about MMA guru. I hope my fans don't get that brash, right? I hope my fans don't go out there and just completely spoil and 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 spam chats. You guys know better than that. You guys have better etiquette than that. All right. We are pretty much on the one hour mark of the podcast now. That is going to be a wrap on the show. I am thinking that tomorrow I'll actually be back to do uh, to do the Contender Series breakdown. You know, normally I said I was going to do it on Sundays, but considering there's no UFC event this weekend, I think people could do with a uh, a Contender Series breakdown. So I'll look to be doing that at some point tomorrow. I'm going to be finishing it up tonight. So if you are on the Patreon, look for that uh, prediction article to be completely updated today with all the rest of the matchups. And then I'll be back tomorrow to do a video to break down those fights as well. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Papa Chuck, I see you. Spam, spamming. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Catch you guys tomorrow for the Contender Series Breakdown. Peace.